Holy Spirit, as soon as I woke up Friday morning, Holy Spirit said to me, Happy Easter. I said, well, I, okay. He said, no, I want to tell you Happy Easter. I said, okay. And so I pondered on that, guys, for, for a few days. And I'm like, God, what are, what are you trying to say? And so during this time of Easter, when we get together, folks, so many times we think about all the different things that go on in our minds. Uh, we think about the trial of Jesus, the beating of Jesus, the crown, the cross, the nails, the suffering, the death, the burial, and the resurrection. And, and I guarantee you, throughout this entire uh, planet today, there are people preaching something about one of those. And... Um, and rightfully so, because Jesus is the center focus of the Easter message. And, uh, and, and, and sometimes I want to, well, not sometimes, until I woke up Friday morning and Holy Spirit told, said, Happy Easter to me. And uh, so this morning I'm going to talk about just a, a figure that we don't usually discuss at Easter time. Uh, somebody, and a lot of times we don't like to talk about this person at Easter because sometimes we sit in judgment of this person, we degrade this person, uh, we consider this person not good enough and not having done enough or done way too much. And, uh, but Holy Spirit said to me, he said, Easter's really about them. And uh, I'm like, all right, now don't, don't get me wrong. We know it's about Jesus. But the thing about it is, he said to me Friday morning, he said, happy Easter. Guess what? Easter's really all about you. And today, that's what I want to minister to you. Easter really is about you. It really is about you. I know we celebrate the, the death, burial, and resurrection of, of, of Christ, and we, we celebrate everything he done, but the thing about it is, is we are one with Christ, and there is no separation, and there is no division between us and Jesus. We are the body of Christ, and the body can never be separated from the head, and <clears throat> We celebrate Jesus, but I'm telling you today, if we get a different view of Easter, you'll understand why heaven is celebrating you this morning. All of heaven is celebrating you. You say, well, why? What am I? Anything special? An old hymn went through my mind yesterday, and I, I wanted to write it down. The, the, you all will probably know this one, and you can sing it. He says, oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me heir. What does heir mean? It means before I knew him, he loved me. <laughs> before you ever knew him. He loved me, Perry, before I knew him, he, he still loved me. You know, I was in the middle of all my darkness. I was in the middle of doing all my stuff. And then one day, the blinders of, of this world was removed. Satan removed the, the, the uh, God removed the blinders that Satan had on me. And I realized at that point that he loves me. He says, I knew him and all my love is due him. He plunged me into victory beneath his cleansing flood. Well, what in the world does that have to do with me? That has everything to do with you. 
Easter has always been about you. Go to uh, John chapter 14, verse 20 out of the Passion Translation. And if you want to jot these down, they'll come across your screen or whatever. But John 14, verse 20 says this, and I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. He said, so when that day comes, you will know that I am living in the Father. So where is Jesus now living? He's living in the Father. He says, and you, and, and that you are one with me. So if I'm one with Jesus, where does that make me living? It makes me living in the Father. If you are one with Jesus, before he ever knew, before I ever knew him, he still loved me and made me one with him. He has brought you. Folks, we think Easter is about accepting Jesus into our life. It's really about the time when God said, come on over here into my life. It was God accepting you into his life. Oh, He said, I am living in the Father and you are one with me for I will be living in you. This is so twisted turn. So where does that make the Father live? The Father lives in me and I live in him and I live in Jesus and Jesus lives in the... We are such a tangled mess with the divinity of God that Easter celebrates who you really are. You say, well, how can Easter really celebrate me? Because you did everything that was needed that we, we celebrate over these last few days. See, Friday, we had a Good Friday service. And in that Good Friday service, we talked about the power of the cross and, and what it did for us. But do you realize that Jesus' cross was your cross? It was you. Galatians, I'm going to prove some things to us. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. And again, I'm reading now the Passion Translation. Now, Galatians 2, 20, he says, My old identity has been co-crucified with the Messiah and no longer lives. You, you, you no longer live. You don't have a life anymore. The only life that you and I have is the life that God is now living through us because he's brought us into him and we've been put into him and we are one with him. So that day on the crucifixion, you were crucified. Good Friday was about your crucifixion. Uh, Let me go on. My old identity has been co-crucified with the Messiah and no longer lives. My old identity no longer lives. For the nails of his cross crucified me with him. So when Jesus hung on the cross, I hung on the cross. When Jesus went to the cross, you went to the cross. And so and all eternity has to now bear record that when Jesus was on the cross, hit those nails nailed Brent Belcher to that cross. Brent Belcher's sin has been paid for because he has done it and he did it through the Messiah. Through Jesus. You have to excuse me. (laughs) And now the essence of this new life is no longer mine. This ain't even my life anymore. For the anointed one, Jesus, lives his life through me. We live in union as one. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God. It wasn't even your faith. 
It was the faith of the Son of God that did it. Well, I, well, I, I had to have some part in it. Why? Uh, okay, I'm going to skip that. We'll teach that longer later. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God who loves me so much that he gave himself for me and dispenses his life into mine. It's no longer my life. It was my crucifixion. Jesus went to the cross as me, as you, as us, as the world. That's why John stood at the end of that uh, uh, river and said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. It's gone. Ah. So his crucifixion was your crucifixion. So happy Easter to you, about you. You were crucified with Christ. I'm going on. How about this one? Colossians chapter 2, verse 20. Colossians chapter 2, verse 20. Again, I'm reading out of the Passion. For you were included in the death of Christ and have died with him. See, what happened that so many years ago, we have been so mystically transformed and put into the heart of God that his nails nailed me to the cross and his death included me in that death so that I can now stand knowing that Brent's, Brent's past has been dealt with. Then the penalty's already been paid. And the awesome thing about this is I didn't have to pay it. I just get to be included. For you were included in the death of Christ and have died with him to the religious system and powers of this world. Don't retreat back into being bullied by the standards and the opinions of religion. Well, what is bullied by the standard and opinion of religion? You got to do this, you got to do that, you got to do this, make sure you tick all the right boxes, check all the right things, and then you might be worthy. Don't be bullied into that. What made you worthy had nothing to do with you. It was the cross, that cross where you were crucified. It was that death where you died. How about Colossians chapter 2, verses 12 and 13? Colossians chapter 2, verses 12 and 13 says, For we have been buried with him into his death. So his burial was your burial. Oh, happy Easter to you. It's all right. God's celebrating you because in him you completed it all. He, oh, for we have been buried with him into his death. Our baptism into death also means we were raised with him. When that stone was rolled away, as Perry was singing earlier, when that stone was rolled away, it was me coming out. It was me coming out. I came out with him. See, I was buried with him. And when he was raised, I was raised with him. It goes on to say, when we believed in God's resurrection power, the power that raised Jesus from death's realm. This realm of death describes our former state. In other words, what we used to be, not who we are, and not who you are right now. For we were held in sin's grasp. You gotta understand the context of that. That means you were not held in sin's grasp anymore. 
But I, I, I sin, then stop. It doesn't have a hold on you. <laughs> it has no control over you. This realm of death describes our former state, for we were held in sin's grasp, but now. Say, but now. Wherever you're watching from, I saw some friends from Kentucky on here earlier. Say, but now. <laughs> we have been resurrected out of the realm of death, never to return, for we are forever alive and sins forgiven and forgiven of all our sins. Easter is all about you. Ah. We've been raised out of the realm of death. We were resurrected with him in his resurrection, and we are forever alive. Well, where's this life come from? We already read in the verses before. It's him putting his life in us. He never dies, so guess what happens to us? We never die. Death's already been defeated. Glory to God. I love that part. That's what I kept thinking about when Perry was singing that song. When you come out of the grave, I'm coming too. And that's exactly what happened. He came out and he led a cosmos behind him in glorious triumph over sin, sickness, disease, and death, never to be made dead alive. And the only reason that some doesn't understand it is because we've yet to tell them how good Easter really is. Ah, how about this one? Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. Ooh, for I have been resurrected with Christ. He, he's not jealous. See, a lot of people look at this and say, well, this is sacrilege. You talk about Easter's all about me. Jesus isn't jealous. How can he be jealous of his own body? Come on. Somebody needs to write that down. How can he be jealous of his own body? He's not jealous to share this glory with you. He's not jealous to share this triumph with you. Christ Colossians 3.1, Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. This is why we are to yearn for all that is above, for that's where Christ sits enthroned, at the place of power, honor, and authority. Well, that's good. That's where Christ sits. But guess what? His crucifixion was your crucifixion. His death was your death. His resurrection was your resurrection. Is that what I just read? Yeah. <laughs> and his ascension is your ascension. We're not even seated here anymore. We're in Christ. And if he's seated in a place of power and honor... And I'm in him, and he's in me, and he's in the Father, and the Father's in me. And so if he's in the Father, and he's in me, then that means the Father's in me. We know the Holy Spirit's in me. You are the divine housing of the Trinity of God here on earth and there in heaven. Ah, now, wait a minute. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5 and 6. Even when we were dead and doomed in our many sins... He united us into the very life of Christ and saved us by his wonderful grace. That's hard to understand. While we were, that was my state, dead and doomed in many sins, he united me before I ever asked him to. 
before, hey, he did it without my permission. <laughs> Think about that one. Well, how do you know? Even when we were dead and doomed in our many sins, he united us into the very life of Christ and saved us. That's past tense. By his wonderful grace. Verse 6, he raised us up with Christ, the exalted one, and we ascended with him into the glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realm and now we are co-seated with Christ. You were buried with him, you died with him, you rose with him, you ascended into heaven with him and you are seated in him right now. <laughs> when we all get to heaven what a day of rejoicing that will be. Why not rejoice now? You're already seated. You're already seated in power. Jesus told us that the kingdom of heaven is in us. Now, I know we're going. See, that's, that's that great mystical thing again. Yeah, we're going to where he is, but why are we trying to escape the kingdom that's here? <laughs> so, you were crucified. You were dead, you were buried, you were resurrected, and you are seated in heaven. Happy Easter to you. Easter's really all about you. <laughs> so what is the result of our Easter? If I could call this a message anything, it would be our Easter. Well, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, we talked about this Friday night. It says, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Now, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that because we did on Friday, but that word might is not something that we have to attain or something that we have to try to get to. That word might actually means to come into existence, to appear in history, to come on the stage, to be made, to be finished. Glory. So Jesus became sin, even though he didn't know sin. And what did he cry on the cross? It is finished. He said, you have become, you have been made, you have appeared on the scene, you have showed up on the stage of history as the righteousness of God. It's not something you're trying to get, it's who you are. Amen. This is the result of our Easter. And then we have this little thing that plagues us and, and, and nags us and... and, and, and hits us and it's this sin thing well what is sin and everybody's got this idea of sin that sin is the actions that we do sin's not actions the word repent actually means to change your mind as eric brought that great message on on friday it means to change your mind it, it's, it's metanoia it means a changing of the mind. And so sin is this consciousness that constantly tells us that we're not perfect. Oh. That we have got to feel bad for as long as we live. God never intended you to feel bad as long as you live. If he did, then your crucifixion was worthless and your ascension was worthless and your death and your burial was worthless. Come on. And so some scriptures ran through my mind, and this is the last set of scriptures I want to talk with you about tonight, today. 
And I wanted to go back to a Bible older than the King James Version. So for some reason we think that's where it started. I got a, I got a leaf of a Bible in my office that is older than the King James Version of the Bible. So I went back to an, some old writings. And I want to go to Romans chapter 3 because this seems to be the kicker where everybody gets. Is that everybody wants to use Romans chapter 3 and especially verse 23. And you'll know it when we get there if you don't know it already. But I'm reading out of the Geneva Bible. And verse, chapter, Romans 3 verse 21 says this, and I'm going to read to verse 26. But now is the righteousness of God made manifest without the law. So when is the righteousness of God manifest? Right now. It's not something we're trying to get. It's manifested right now. And the law had nothing to do with it. <coughs> having witness of the law, <coughs> having the, uh, without the law, having witness of the law and the prophets. To wit, in other words, therefore, to this end, the righteousness of God by the faith of Jesus Christ. Where does this righteousness come from? By the faith of Jesus Christ. Now, again, I'm reading this to you because I want you to understand this is the, an even older writing than the King James Bible. The righteousness of God by the faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all that believe. So it came to all. Verse 23, here's the kicker, and this is the one people tend to want to focus on. For there is no difference. Well, what is no difference between all and upon all that believe? For there is no difference. For all have sinned. King James Version says, I'm fallen short of the glory of God. I like the Geneva. For there is no difference. For all have sinned and are deprived of the glory of God. And that's where we stop. That's where we stop. Oh, you got to, you know, you got to come for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I fail, you fail, you're all going to fail. You just got to come. But please, somebody, please tell me, look at your Bible. Punctuation has to mean something. That's not a period there. That's not the end of that story. Oh, come on. That's not the end of the story. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. No, there is a comma there, which means this sentence continues. Why have we stopped at all have sinned? Because we've become more sin conscious than we are God conscious. What if we woke people up to the God consciousness that's in them? I bet a lot of this sin conscious stuff would fall off. But we read this verse with a period. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. It's not the end of the verse. It's not the end. I like verse 24. Let's go back and start verse 23 again. For there is no difference for all have sinned and are deprived of the glory of God and are justified freely by his grace. For all have sinned and all are all are justified freely by his grace grace through the redemption that is in Jesus Christ continues whom God has set forth to be a reconciliation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness by the forgiveness of sins that are past 
You can't read 23 and stop because it doesn't tell you the whole story. Through the forgiveness of sins that are past, verse 26, through the patience of God. You know God's patient with you. Well, you don't know how many times I've blown it, how many times I've messed it up, how many times. Through the patience of God to show at this time his righteousness. Now, listen to this. That he might be just and a justifier of, the, of him which is by, which is of the faith of Jesus. Well, see, Jesus might be the justifier. He might just justify you, except that word might means to exist and to be present as. So it says, through the patience of God to show at this time his righteousness, that he exists and is present as a just God, and he is the justifier of the one of him which is of the faith of Jesus. Well, how do I know if I'm of the faith of Jesus? Because you're in him. What he has, you have. He's in the Father. We started out with this, right? He's in the Father. And we're in him. So the Father's in us. So if Jesus has faith, we have Jesus' faith. And if Jesus is righteous, then we are righteous. And if God is just, then we are just. Folks, Easter really is all about you. I don't, this is a celebration. I'm telling you, if this doesn't free you up from some stuff, it's because you, you, you're, we, we've got to just open up. We've got to realize the rest of the story. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and are justified freely by his grace. All are. Yeah, they mess up. Yeah, you know, so many times... Uh, I won't go into that. <laughs> Listen, I want to pray with you real quick. But before I do, we've got some announcements. And I've got a video from a friend, a brother, uh, a connected heart. From the time me and this gentleman met, actually our, uh, our violinist there, Sheila, said, have you met him? And I said, no. They said, oh, you've got to. And little did I know, we walked out the door of this building that day and he was walking in. And we embraced and we hugged and we have been brothers from the same father ever since. And so he wanted to give you a quick word. So this is going to be just about four or five minutes long. And so while they're setting that up, just remember, Easter really is all about you. And God is celebrating you today. Thank you, Lord. Are you guys ready? Nope. <laughs> well, <coughs> just uh, while they're setting that up, just some quick announcements. Don't forget Tuesdays, uh, we're doing our prayer from 12 until 2, drive through. You don't have to get out of your car. Dee and I will stay far enough away. We'll stretch a hand out to you. We'll agree with you. We'll love on you. And uh, we'll just let you go, and we're going to declare prayer. And we're going to try this again this Tuesday evening from 6 until 8 for first responders, uh, health care workers. So if you know someone in your family that's a health care worker, that's a first responder or whatever, send them by. We'll pre be here Tuesday night from 6 until 8. So we're going to be here all day on Tuesday just ready to pray. If you can't make it out, call. Call the church, 740 432 
7850, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll pray with you. Um, are you guys ready? All right. Watch this video, and then we'll come back with some announcements. Hola, mi amigos, mi amigas, mi hermanos, mi hermanas, <laughs> my brothers and my sisters. Whoo, it's Papa Lynn coming to you from Almatepe Island in the nation of Nicaragua. Wow, I miss you guys. Wow, I can't wait to see you again soon. I was honored that Pastor Brent asked me to just bring you a little message today on Resurrection Sunday. What an honor. You guys are blessed to have Brent and Deidre as your pastors. Oh, honor them. They're worthy of a double portion. <laughs> wow. just want to thank you guys for tuning in this morning. God's put on my heart for this day, this message of resurrection. There's a passage of Scripture in 2 Corinthians 5 that talks about the meaning of this resurrection. Mm, let me read you something here. Wow. Holy Ghost back over there. 2 Corinthians 5 it says <clears throat> this is from the Amplified in verse 13 it says if we're beside ourselves mad as some might say it is for God and if we are in our right mind it's for your benefit for the love of Christ compels us because we are of the opinion and conviction that if one died for all, then all died. Whew. And he died for all so that all those who live might live no longer for themselves, but to and for him who died and was raised again for their sake. Consequently, from now on, we estimate and regard no one from a purely human point of view. No, even though we once did estimate Christ from a human viewpoint, and as a man, yet now we know Him no longer in terms of the flesh. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation, a new creature all together. Behold, all things have passed away, the old things have passed away, and behold, the new and fresh has come. Whew. Wow. <clears throat> so today I want to just speak a little bit about what's happening in the world. You know, of course, there's this pandemic going around, but God has been speaking to me about faith. You know, I would just, I would just ask you all to go back and read in this chapter, chapter 5 of 2 Corinthians, because there's so much... So many goodies in there for us. But, um, you know, I just see what God is doing in this time. If we're focused on what He is doing, we can see what He is doing. You can see that there's a chance for all of us to come back to Him. To understand that we're all dependent upon Him. And so He's inviting us to spend time in His presence. So take advantage of this time. Learn how to rest in Him. Learn how to remember again that we're all dependent upon Him for our life, our very life. And so through this resurrection in Christ, we've been given an entirely new life. 
We have been inseparably united to the God of the universe. And so we just <clears throat> remind us all today of who we truly are. And that we have, we're now partakers of the divine nature that Peter says in 2 Peter 1. Which is mind-blowing. It's literally mind-blowing to consider the implications of being united with the God of the universe. It's an identity message. You know, God is bringing an identity message to us today, and He wants us to take it personal. He wants you to spend time with Him in the presence. Know that He's real. Know that He's here for you. And know that through Christ, He reconciled the entire cosmos unto Himself. So we know that God was in Christ doing that on that cross. And when He rose from the dead, He arose as an entirely new species of being. He's an example of us, not just for us. So take it personal. He's making it personal so you can take it personal. The world says, don't take it personal. But God's like, I want you to take it personal. Wow. So we just celebrate His resurrection today and the implications of that. Just spend the day meditating on that, what it means for you, who you are in Him, who we are in Him. You know, greater is He that is in us than He that is in the world. So I love you guys. I miss you. I hope to see you all really soon. Woo! Bless your neighbors. Love one another. And just be the peace and love and joy that God has sent us out to be to preach a message of reconciliation. We've all been reconciled to Christ. So drink that today. Breathe that in today. And just know how much you're loved. I love you guys. Bye. <laughs> so, if you don't know Lynn, you should. And if you're hanging around here very long, you will. And uh, he and another fellow was on a missions trip in Nicaragua and it got extended. And so I was just glad that he was sending us a word. And so take that into his heart. He had no idea what I was ministering. Uh, just like Eric didn't and hear these two messages come hand in hand with what I'm preaching to these last two days. Listen, just a few announcements. Uh, I told you prayer on Tuesday from 12 to 2, again from 6 to 8 for healthcare workers. And, and if you want to come by from 6 to 8, we'll pray for you again. It's all right. Come on by. Um, we, don't forget the um, having confidence in the kingdom class on Wednesday nights. It's a live stream uh, with Ted Davis. He'll go over that with you. And uh, just lastly, um, continue to uh, you can continue to give. You continue to sow and 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 keep things moving here at a Harvest Christian Fellowship. We're trying to do as many services and things like that. And so there should be something on your screen now or, or soon. Uh, you can go to bit.ly, give, backslash give HCF, and uh, that'll take you to our secure online giving. You can go to the church's webpage, hcfcambridge.com, and there's a giving uh, button there that'll take you to a secure webpage to give. Or um, there's a QR code. If you're watching from a TV or a computer, you can take your phone and scan that QR code, and it will... Uh, take you to that secure online giving page. Now, if you're not comfortable with online giving, you can always mail it to the church at 6060 
Glen Highway, Cambridge, Ohio, 43725. So I think that's all that's coming up in the next little bit. Um, Tuesday is prayers. Uh, Wednesday is the class. Continue your giving. You guys have been so uh, faithful in your giving, and we, we appreciate it. From myself and the, your governing board, we appreciate your continued tie into the vision by your giving. And folks, I want to remind you of one thing. Easter really is all about you. Jesus made it about you. And like we say here every week, you are blessed whether you like it or not, so you may as well enjoy it. Have a great week. We hope to see you at one of our upcoming events.